Okay. Cover. I'm going in. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop 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 coming Tilt's Ogre. I'm your host, Will, and joining me as always is my usual co-host, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Will. How's it going? I'm all right. How are you doing? Good. It's Oscar Sunday. Although I'm yeah, not I was going to bring that oh, up. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I have a comment to make about that, but first, let me introduce our other host, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hello. And uh, how are you doing, Chris? I'm great. It's a wonderful Sunday afternoon. Nice. Yeah. You ready to spend this beautiful day talking about 2004's Garfield the movie? I would not have it any other way. <laughs> of course. All right, and uh, let's introduce our guests. Uh, joining us for this week's, or sorry, this month's episode of A Ogre Toots Ogre is our good friend, Emily Betts. Hello, Emily. Hello. It's good to be here. Yeah, we're very excited to have you on because uh, you're easily one of the biggest Garfield fans that we know. Wow, that is such yeah. an honor to have that label. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here talking about something that meant so much to me as a kid <laughs> yeah and uh we were talking about it before we recorded but you even gave me one of my favorite actually my favorite garfield memorabilia which is this big uh mirror glass or um beer glass i mean with garfield drinking a lager of some type <laughs> so that yeah. that is what i'll be consuming during this month's episode so as uh, Matt was saying, this is Oscar Sunday. Um, I guess we didn't even mention this last month, but we recorded on Monday last year or last month, uh, which I think was only fitting. And then yeah, this time, perfect. like I said, we did it on uh, Sunday, but it's Oscar Sunday. So I have to ask, what do you think Garfield the movie was snubbed for the Oscars in 2004? <laughs> Matt, I'll go with you. <laughs> Whoa, wait, what's the question? <laughs> What what was Garfield snubbed? Because it didn't get any Oscar. Oh, what awards was it snubbed for? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, definitely best actor to um jo- to Bill Murray. Oh, uh, you don't think it was um best original screenplay? Or <laughs> uh, do they give voiceover? Can, can that happen? No. no? I think I, that's no. I, I think that's a different award ceremony. I don't think they have a voiceover award. They should actually. But it's yeah, it's an acting performance. That should be. I think I think I don't even think it should be. I think it's just the best performance. It's Bill Murray as Garfield. It's you can tell he put his whole body into it. And um, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> just commits wholeheartedly to this performance. Yeah, that's that's my nomination. Yeah, I was thinking about. It. I think the only time an actor has gotten close to getting a big award consideration for voiceover work was probably Robin Williams for Aladdin. I know yeah. he got like a Golden Globe or something for that, but I don't think any Oscars have given it for voice only work yeah uh but anyone else do you have any uh picks for what it should have gotten an oscars for original screenplay <laughs> original not adapted <laughs> oh yeah i guess it would be, <laughs> it would be adapted. <laughs> yeah i guess it would be adapted screenplay oh man emily um best picture obviously oh yeah of course. Yes. <laughs> the big boy um i would say best use of a cg orange cat and a major motion picture <laughs> oh yeah that award <laughs> That's yeah, the I mean, they, that's, they created that award just for the movie. I know. I mean, it was it was very fitting, and I can't believe it didn't win. Oh, uh, I got one, one more best original song. To, oh yes, um, her dog state of mind. Dog state, new dog state <laughs> of mind. I actually think the Baja men also wrote um, Paula for <laughs> this movie. Okay. Hey. 
Really? I think you're right. Yeah, I watched wow. the music video and it's got a bunch of clips of the movie in it. Yeah. Which is like a such it is, that is such an early two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Song remember when the, movie. the 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 Tomb Raider movie came out with Angelina Jolie and like there was a music video for Corn. Uh, oh yeah. The band Corn and and she was in the music video <laughs> singing with him. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yeah, that was the, the thing. Bahamut I guess they would also, bring in the band. Oh, go ahead. Uh, the Bahamut, I'm pretty sure also, I'm not sure if it was an original song, but they're also on the soundtrack for the Scooby-Doo live-action movie, yes. which is also an amazing movie. I like. I remember that music video. Yes. Yeah, uh, I remember they were in Rugrats in Paris. That was the one thing I remember they contributed. They sure got around. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they, they remember that one. Was... Clair's prom. Um, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> The year that my boyfriend graduated, I think that was like 2009. They came down for St. Clair and did, did oh, prom. Oh wow! What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> that is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I didn't even know they were still a group at that time. Yeah. Like, yeah are they still I guess a group those now? Kind of gigs they were getting that late in their career. They did a I'm prom. very. I'm very curious to see how much they cost. Like right. If you will... <laughs> Could we rent them out for an episode of this podcast, Matt? Uh, I don't know if that's in our budget, man. I don't yeah, know. what's your budget? I was going to say, we'll we, we can at least burning. get one of them on. Maybe, yeah. Taboo. We'll get Taboo. Yeah. We can afford Taboo. Was Taboo um, in the Baja, man? Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Black Eyed Peas. I'm yeah. Like, what are you talking about? My, my bad. I apologize. That'd be awesome. Uh, oh, man. Anyway, uh, why don't we start with you, Emily? Uh, tell us what you thought about this viewing of Garfield the movie. Oh, wow. Okay. So I had to watch it twice um, because I just, I didn't absorb everything <laughs> the first time I watched it. Of course. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, I did see this movie. I'm pretty sure I saw this movie in theaters with Lauren O'Brien, but that may have been the sequel. Although I don't remember the sequel. So I'm pretty sure it was this one. Uh, I was yeah. a pretty big Garfield fan at the time. So, but I do kind of remember like not loving it as much as I had hoped to when I went into the movie, but I also I've had those those feelings after seeing a lot of like book ad- adaptations like I, I did not love the Harry Potter movies when I first watched them because I was like such a book nerd back then that it, it just like I was like why can't they include every scene ever and mm-hmm. you know as an adult I can recognize that they're actually good movies and like that would be insane um, but revisiting this movie as an adult I was probably more disappointed than as a kid. <laughs> My dog loves it though. He was really into it. That's good. Oh, nice. He watched it both times with me. (laughs) So he also liked the cat scenes or just the scenes with Odie? Anytime any animal makes an animal sound, he's into it. Okay. Nice. Do you have any other like stray thoughts as as just like the start? Like, I don't don't know what Uh, what I'm thinking of. (laughs) I mean, I think you mentioned this last month, but Garfield's eyes are so creepy um yes. but i i was reading up because they're really big in the comics too mm-hmm. uh and uh jim davis actually in an interview said that he drew them really big because the strips were pretty tiny and like mm-hmm. he had to draw them bigger and that's like it's sort of like a car- cartoonish thing so yeah. like the the whole cg cat thing in this movie i don't i don't know if they could have done it any better yeah. like his his eyes are big but they kind of had to be yeah if they just not... made him look like a real cat it would have been even weirder i think yeah, yeah, it's one of those, it's a catch-22. It's like, damned yeah. if you do, damned if you don't. Like, they, Garfield should not be live-action, I think, is right. the lesson we've all learned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His arms are so weird, too, and all, like, the dancing scenes, and anytime he interacts with anything in the real world, like, his arms are just, like, 
scraggly and awkward. Yeah, he and has thumbs, I noticed, too, which is odd. <laughs> so weird. So weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Garfield. I mean, he does have thumbs in the comic, right? In the so comic is a cartoon, yeah. though. Like, that's, right. that's what I we're know, saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, I never noticed that though that he has thumbs in this version. Yeah, I, I, think... I noticed it during the new Dog State of Mind. He puts his paw up on the window, and you can see like a distinct four oh. fingers and a thumb. Like, oh, I think part of the problem is that the the animators tried to make Garfield look like the comic version and also like a, a real cat, cat kind of. Yeah. <laughs> if they had gone Weird. straight with just the comic one, I think it would have been way better. Yeah. Um, but by animating him sort of as a real cat and walking on four legs and stuff, it ends up being just, um, it just looks wrong. Yeah. Right, right. We'll see the next edition of that this summer, or whenever the heck that Sonic movie comes out. Oh, oh yeah, with God. his beefy, beefy legs. Yeah, that's the next <laughs> I can't even tell what of that movie is a meme anymore and what's real. <laughs> I think it's all like a troll. Like, I don't think there's a real movie. I think it's like $150 million was spent to troll the internet. <laughs> I'm all in on the Sonic movie. Because we've seen oh no gosh. clips from it so far. Right. Yes. It comes out pretty soon, right? Like in the next couple months? No. Um, I think like it comes in summer. Fall. summer. Oh, fall. really? Okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was in the summer. No. We would have seen okay. something by then. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so, Emily, do you have any other thoughts? Uh, yeah. So, like, in the first scene, I noticed the, um, Garfield has, like, a little bedroom that's, like, in John's bedroom. There's, like, a tiny dresser <laughs> and a tiny piano, and his nightstand has, like, a couple of, like, fat orange tabby kittens playing in a booth. I thought that was a cute attention to detail. It's not in the comics. I don't think that they, like, I, I don't remember ever seeing Garfield having, like, tiny furniture, but I don't know. I thought it was kind of cute. Um, and also something that you guys mentioned last month that I noticed in this movie, uh, there there is a lot of like bringing comics to life. I think the one you mentioned last month was the scene where he swaps the food, but also the the scene where he like, it's all sort of in the same sequence where he flushes the toilet while John's in the shower <laughs> singing. I swear I can remember a Garfield comic where that happens. Yeah. Um, and the, the John mouse gag too is pretty like comic-esque. With well, the they, tail sticking out of his mouth and get stuff. Him, John. Yeah, yeah. They, they sort of stuck to the text a little bit there. Yeah, oh, for sure. And even, like, how he, like, looks at the camera with some of the... Oh, people. yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually one of my notes I had is that I actually... I think I like the vignette style of the first half of this movie. Yes. Like, yeah. it's never really clear if everything is on the same day or not. It's just, like, a series of events that are happening in Garfield's life. It's That's, like, I feel like the truest way to adapt Garfield. Yeah. What if it was yeah. like a what? If, this is something that you made me think of. Um, there was this this web series a few years ago where they were just like uh, maybe a couple of minutes, um, just little sketches, and they were styled after like three panel comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so what if what if Garfield was rebooted, God forbid, as a live action uh, like Amazon web series, like five minute episodes, just like that same style, wow. like the first half of this movie kind of seemed to be going for, but then fell apart from you know they're spending like a billion dollars redoing lord of the rings for some reason right amazon uh, yeah, i think uh wheel of time isn't it oh or, the, the or both series, yeah probably both yeah yeah <laughs> so you know what why not they have more money than god at this point just let them do garfield comics yeah i, I i'm fully in support of this idea chris all right oh and, and also in terms of uh back to your note about the movie being comics accurate i believe john's pajamas are accurate to the comics the red stripes 
Oh yeah. Uh yeah. There's also he wears like a red onesie, a solid red onesie in the new dog state of mind um okay. sequence. But there's actually a continuity error there in the scene where he's in the bath with Odie. He's wearing the red um, onesie pajamas. And then in the next scene, he's like playing with the train set with Odie. And he has on a red shirt and khakis again. Weird. He put his so, pajamas on the continuity wash, error there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took him back off. Um, I actually, in regards to John's wardrobe, I have one note. Um, which is that his Hot. suit, when they go to the dog show should be dorkier like he, he generally ha- should be dorkier yeah. yeah yeah but like he comes out like wearing like a nice suit he actually looks pretty handsome but like i feel like he should like have like a bow tie or a plaid shirt yes. or something something john you know yeah i yeah. agree i agree yeah, jennifer like... love hewitt's outfits in this movie are crazy too they like <laughs> they really show the movie's age yeah yeah oh man yeah i, I do like her uh like middle school dress that she wears to like john's house I think there's something about that that's just so weird to me. Like why she would. Wear <laughs> I like that. the way they like are always just holding hands. Like like when they run into the train station, they're holding hands. Like that's not how people act. Like... She changes shoes halfway through the the second half of the movie. Also, another continuity error I noticed with the outfits. I guess she got tired of running in heels because by the end of the movie, they show a scene of her kissing John, and the camera pans down, and it it stops at her feet. And I guess because Garfield's down there, but you can clearly see that she's now wearing flats. Yeah, there is uh, way too much sexual tension in this movie. <laughs> it's like, come on, Jennifer Love Hewitt. This movie's rated PG. You think she's like too committed? She's like method acting. She's like method she, acting, especially she when. She fell in love with Brendan Mayer <laughs> for this part. <laughs> or Breckenmeyer, whatever Breckenmeyer. his name is. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, and that's why they made the sequel. It's like. Yeah, because they, they were actually love. getting married. <laughs> Like, I was thinking, like, to rekindle their love, like, in between the films, like, they kind of had a falling out. It's like, uh, let's just make another Garfield movie, and we'll, we'll, we'll get back together. We'll make it work. Re-up on the relationship. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Are those two actually together in real life? No. Oh, okay, I didn't think so, but I, for a second you had me convinced. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, You know, we'll, we'll keep the mystery alive. You know, maybe they are together. I don't know. I don't know what their lives are like. Um. Should we, should we bounce around and hear some other thoughts? Uh, sure. Why don't you go ahead, Matt? Oh, okay. Um, I have a hot take, and maybe not okay. hot, I don't know, but I think the intro sequence with all the photos of, like, John and... I, I don't remember if we mentioned this last month or not, but I think that's great. I think it's, uh, like... Yeah. What? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I agree, but I, I, I noticed the pictures as well, how Garfield is, is frowning in one of them, but looks happy in the others. Yeah, it's, it's like kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a nice like look. John and Garfield love each other, it's, right? It's like a nice. It's... Go ahead. I was gonna say it's showing, not telling. Yeah. You know, instead of like exposition yeah. out the wazoo, it's nice like visual storytelling. There, I agree with you, Matt. Plus, because they're still photos, they all look better than the rest of the movie. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say like Kitten Garfield in those photos is really adorable yeah, and not at all creepy. Yeah. I was made uncomfortable by the fact that um, John seems to have not aged at all um, from when he got Garfield <laughs> throughout their now. lives. Well, I mean, how, it's not really said like how old Garfield is, right? Like, yeah, you could just be a couple he years. could be like three years old. Yeah, yeah. that's that's so, fair. Yeah, um, I just thought it was weird that like if you see that scene with the box at the opening, like he's like the only cat of his kind. It's mm-hmm. like a bunch of like gray or black cats, and then like it's like him. I think that's accurate to the comics, though. 
Like, he's the only one of his kind? Well, I think there's, like... I think at some point in the years, they flashed back to, like, Garfield getting adopted. I might be making this up. I don't know, but... Well, I mean, there's, like, Garfield Nine Lives, where they have, like, kind of different origins for him. Oh, maybe... That might be actually the one I'm thinking of, but I think it's, like, Garfield's the only orange cat, and every all the other ones are different colors in the litter. Wasn't he, like, born in an Italian restaurant or something? I believe you're correct, yeah. Yeah. That's, like, why he loves lasagna. Yeah, and they fed him lasagna on his first, yeah. Or he, like, ate the lasagna as a kitten. I forgot about that. Wow, that takes me back. Dang. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I um, also, I think I figured out what John does for a living in this movie. He's a cartoonist. The scenes. Do they ever say that? Well, that's uh, what he in is the, in the comics. In the I know, but I'm saying comics, in this. They kind of drop it, though. They, in this movie, though, I'm saying. Oh, okay. And there's the scene where the mouse, actually, or he's sitting. Oh, I was going to bring this up, too. Yeah. And. <laughs> It, based on what's on the computer screen, it looks like John Arbuckle's profession is that he creates CAPTCHAs. Like, the, those things that you have to type in to verify that you're not a robot. <laughs> oh, see, it, it, I, I wrote this down, actually. It, like, says, like, in Comic Sans, like, ID tuition, or, like, intuition, but it's, like, ID tuition. Yeah, it looks like, like it, a CAPTCHA. Like, and he's, like, changing yeah. the colors of it and distorting it. <laughs> so, I thought... I thought they just made him, like, a graphic designer, like, because it's, like, 2004, and I guess that's, like, the updated version of him, like, working. That's more than likely what it's supposed to be, yeah. I was just so, making a joke. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, the movie keeps that intentionally pretty vague, but as far as the comic origin is concerned, he is, like, the, like, he's Jim Davis, right? Or, like, he's, like, a cartoonist of some type? Yeah. So, right. yeah. Yeah. And then I'll, uh, I'll do one more yeah. of my notes, and then we can go to somebody else, but, um... This note just says, Garfield talks about going to Olive Garden, and I just got home from there. Oh, nice. Wow. <laughs> Last night I went to Olive Garden, so, yeah, that's... Um, yeah, he mentions, like, Olive Garden and, like, Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. A couple of... So much yeah. product placement, yeah. Wendy's <laughs> comes like, up a lot. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, how does he know what these places are? Because he mentions, like, he never goes out of the house except to go to the vet's office. TV. So, yeah, yeah I was he gonna watches say, a lot of TV? TV. Yeah, that's true. So, like, he is, like, consumed by brands. And he just, like, I want to know what these places are like. Take me to Chuck E. Cheese. Take me to all of them. <laughs> There's, like, yeah, or maybe he does what he does, like, you know, with the lasagna where John brings the food home and looks away for a second. Oh, yeah. And Garfield gets an acquired taste from those restaurants. Um, what do you think Chuck E. Or how do you think he feels about Chuck E. Cheese pizza, which is, like, a, a source of uh, controversy right now? Ooh. <laughs> I think he would probably care. not care. Yeah, he would yeah. Do it anyway. Yeah, He'd love it. <laughs> Although I, I, do, I was that, actually, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I think uh, there's also a chance that Garfield has a very discerning palate as well. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Like he's he's very critical. Like, hmm, too much sauce, not enough <laughs> cheese on this pizza. <laughs> yeah. I I like to think that's the case. So they do, I do think they there's a missed opportunity where in the comics Garfield and John often eat pizza together um mm -hmm. and it, there's nothing like that in this but yeah i guess that would yeah, be I too unrealistic that um john like he's like frantic about finding odie in that one scene but he has the time to make a full lasagna for garfield i know <laughs> <laughs> i had never considered that but yeah you're right <laughs> maybe that's just well, his Jennifer way of, like hewitt has time to go home and like change clothes and come back yeah. yeah, maybe that's like what you're saying before, like like the sense of time. Yeah, is kind of honoring the comics, like it's just like 
timeless. No, like there's no real like sense of a timeline here, I guess. So yeah, yeah. yeah. This could be several days. It could be a few hours. You don't right. know. <laughs> um, can can we talk about Lyman this month? Oh, of course, Lyman. We can always talk about Lyman. Okay, so Odie <laughs> is pre pre-named, right? She yeah. gives him to him. And she says his name is Odie. That means that theoretically Lyman still exists in this universe. It's just it's a different oh. canon. So here he's not John's roommate. He's a burnout who couldn't care for his dog and lost him to a rescue shelter or vet office. So, you know, I don't know about you guys, but to me that sounds like we need some hashtag justice for Lyman. <laughs> sounds yes, I agree. I think I think they should have like an end credit teaser, kinda like what they do with like the Marvel movies. Where he's like, you know, like they're like they're on that couch enjoying T V or whatever. There's a knock at the door, and it's like, who could that be? And they open it, and you see, like, I don't know, who could who could be a celebrity? That I was gonna say, who's playing Lyman in this in this uh, canon? Um, who is popular? Emily, who's, who, who's a famous person that should play Lyman? And this is 2004, so we gotta think about that timeline. Oh, gosh, Tom uh, Green. You, well, you you need like the curly black hair and the mustache. <laughs> right. Uh, Tom Selleck. Sure, Tom Selleck. He's the guy with the mustache. Yeah, Tom Selleck. Because you gotta make it very prominent. So it's like Tom Selleck is at the door and he's like, excuse me, I think you have my dog. And he's like, do I know you? I think you do. And like the camera tugs in to his face. like, my name is Lyman. And then cut the black. <laughs> I, I'm all in. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we could have gotten if they had respected Lyman if, as they should have. No respect. Oh, well. If all Jim right. Davis had respected Lyman, let's be honest. That's yeah, true, yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, do you have anything else to say about Lyman, Matt? That's that's my whole Lyman note for this month. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? I mean, I have more notes, but let's go on to somebody else. Uh, okay, let's uh, jump to Chris. Okay. Um, the I don't know why, but the opening song was still surprising in an unpleasant <laughs> way. Like, I fired the movie, and I was like, God dang it, I forgot about the song. I hate that song so much. <laughs> you can always mute it, Chris. Like, I, you don't. You're not obligated to listen to the song at the beginning. Um, yes, I am. I have to watch. Yeah, the entire I was gonna movie. say it's that's it's part movie. of the movie. Yeah, that's true. I guess if you want to keep true to the intention of this podcast, I was just trying to find you some salvation. But you know what? You can uh, you can keep listening to that song. I guess. Is there any Stick salvation to your journalistic for a man? Integrity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is there any salvation for a man that's seen the Cat in the Hat fifty times in two years? Well, you have to talk to God about that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, I guess that you kind of answered it with the the sense of time and stuff. But John goes out for groceries like twice in the stretch of ten minutes of movie. It's really, really frustrating to me because I'm a, I'm a real advocate for knocking out errands like in succession and getting it all done before you go back home. Maybe he um, forgot something. <laughs> he comes I mean, back with like a whole yeah. other bag of stuff. Like, it's like he went I mean, to a Garfield different consumes- store. How much food? Maybe, like, Garfield just eats, like, constantly, even before... Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, that was really... That was frustrating. Uh, <clears throat> it's... So, I th- when when John wants to ask out um, Liz, uh, Garfield says, show her how the cow eats the cabbage. And I thought about that saying. And Ugh. What? <laughs> it sounds gross. It, it does sound gross. It's an awful saying. But what it means... Right. Part of what it means is to give somebody, like, the hard truth that they're not going to like hearing, which implies that Garfield thinks that Liz is going to hate being asked out, and that was a little, um, kind of a deep line, I guess. I thought that, I thought it was funny, though. Uh, yeah. 
Should we talk about that? Um, you you talked about after record last month the kind of controversial line that you discovered. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. He's watching the television show of the the bad guy, um, Stephen um, Tobolowski. Thank you. Uh, and Garfield says that cat's puss is everywhere. Yeah, he does say that. <laughs> Which is supposed to be because I think puss is like another word for face, so it's like kind of like supposed to be like a like play on words yes. a little bit. But like in modern terms, it sounds way more gross and disgusting and overt than it was intended. I think. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in any case, it's that line though is sets up a good, a pretty good joke where he says something like, "Who, who wants that kind of exposure?" Yeah, who wants that kind of exposure? Yeah. And then he turns and looks right at the camera and raises his eyelids. And that was one of the. <laughs> we should, um, that was one of the scenes where his eyes looked really unnatural. They kind of like. Yeah, exactly. They really. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. His yeah. eyelids raise. It's it's odd. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it's a good look. <laughs> uh, so when Odie runs away, he's chasing after a guy in a moped, and the moped says "hot fresh." And yes. it occurred to me that is there a hot dog salesman driving around at like nine o'clock at night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have milkmen's and all this stuff, so the, the, the logic of this world is fairly uh, questionable or kind of askew to ours, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I need to start taking notes for the, the conspiracy theory episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Start now. <laughs> yes. um, my last note is that I, I don't really understand the deal with this whole morning show thing that Tobolowsky's character is doing. Like, <laughs> he goes to all this work to kidnap a dog so it can do its trick where it bounces on its feet which is maybe exciting for about 30 seconds. Uh, and, yeah. and what else What else goes on on this show? It's weird. It's off-putting to me. Um, well, yeah, I mean, they, they, there was a... The, the, his assistant makes a comment about, like, he's not ready to perform every day yet. He needs more positive reinforcement. <laughs> positive? And I actually... Yeah, I don't know, but I I, heard, I misheard it, and I had to rewind it, because I thought they made her an erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <at one point>. <laughs> like... <laughs> But I, it was just my mind being in the gutter, I think. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was, it, it's it's an odd, it's a very odd plot. I agree, Chris. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think a lot. There's a lot of things in this movie that were just kind of um, written and executed without thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They just kind of put it in there and say, "Hey, how about this plot point where the bad guy runs a show and he steals a dog to be famous, and then they kind of <laughs> that they're like, yes, put it in the movie and stop thinking about it." Yeah. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. How hard is it to just get a dog that's trained and that like the owner wants it to be on TV? I mean, that can't be that right. hard. Yeah. Oh, they do kind of establish that the character is is a really awful person who's jealous of his younger brother, and he's probably just trying to get that same kind of exposure without the the work being put into it. Yeah. But I'm probably giving the movie too much credit for character development at this point. <laughs> <laughs> So those are my notes. Will? Uh, yeah, Matt? I was going to say, Will, how about any notes? Oh. Well, does anyone else have anything they wanted to add before I jumped in with my notes? Guess not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Radio silence. Yeah, hey, all right. Um, so this is, like, barely a movie. Yeah. <laughs> you really... Yeah. Like, it's, like, 80 minutes long on the dot, and that's including credits, which are, like, six minutes long. Yeah. And then there are, like, what, three extended dance sequences that go on for, like, five uh-huh. minutes apiece? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, well, that last one just feels like five minutes, the one before the credits. But 
Uh, yeah, it, and then they have like several things, like including a musical number, which really serves no point at all. Like, I, I think there's like what thirty minutes of plot in this whole thing. It's like basically a Garfield special plot extended to almost a feature length film length. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Definitely. <laughs> I I agree with um, the earlier point that was made that this movie should have just been a series of vignettes, kind of in the south, like you're a good man, Charlie Brown, mm-hmm. or something. Sure. I don't think yeah. we needed. I don't think we needed a coherent plot for this film. Be a little more avant-garde, I guess, yeah. in 2004. Um, so I got a couple of chuckles this time. Uh, the one I don't know if it was intentional or not. I think it was just the way that it was delivered so hacky. Uh, it's when Garfield's like walking down the steps. I think it's after Odie runs away, and he's like, "Oh man, I had such a great sleep. I slept like a fat yeah. cat." And then he just like looks at the camera as if we like didn't get the joke. There's <laughs> just something about this time that was just like so that got dumb. Me too. Like, yeah, it was just like so such a dumb line. And then line. like, and then like, yeah, just look like it's not a long look, but it's like long enough where it's like the camera or like whoever animated this film is like. Make sure that the audience knows that he is an obese cat and that the cat lying, the fat cat, is supposed to be directed at him. It's just such, like, a dumb decision that made me laugh. And then, um, I think it's Nermal, that at one point, uh, Nermal and, uh, what's the name of the, uh, neighborly cat that's, um... Arlene? Uh, Arlene, Arlene yeah. the girl cat, yeah. Right, yeah, um, they're talking and then, like, she's like, oh, Garfield's a pig. And then Nermal, like, was surprised, like, Garfield's a pig? Like, something about that line, it's another one that's just so dumb that it gave me a trouble. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oh, so this is kind of a point of contention, I guess, but I don't know if you guys have heard this or not. There's kind of a controversy around, um, so there's no real defined gender for Garfield in the comics. And uh, do you guys hear about this, like, online, that people were trying to support the idea that Garfield could be, like, a man or a woman or anything No, like that? I haven't heard this. And what? No, I've never heard that. Well, because it's never, like, they never outright say in the comics that Garfield's male. Are you... I think I John refers to yeah, him as he. Outright refers to him as he all the time, yeah. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. I just remember hearing there was this controversy online where they were trying to start the notion that Garfield could be female or uh, non-gender specific Weird. so anyway i just is going to point out that the movie makes a clear point to say that garfield okay. is male so uh i guess i don't know there is no real commentary or anything that i just remember that controversy and that stuck out to me interesting um so uh i hate that nick cannon keeps calling garfield yes G. i think his whole performance in this film is embarrassing honestly oh I my think god every, yeah everything <laughs> nick cannon no does purpose is embarrassing in this film and like especially like when he's like hey g it's just so like this is clearly like two white middle-aged writers trying to write like who's supposed to be essentially the black character in the film like the black friend and it's so like grating and clearly like like just he has to say like the worst lines in this movie and i feel so bad for nick cannon i'm also not a fan of the way that they make the mouse always has to be like on its hind legs to talk yeah it looks weird yeah. I, I hate also that like the watching that perform or hearing that performance, it, I get this awful sense that the filmmakers were just thrilled the idea that they it's like, yes, we got Nick Cannon. Got him, we hired him. I actually did not even realize that was Nick Cannon. <laughs> well, I had to look it up and, and, and see who it was, but I just 
I don't know, for some reason in my mind, I have it stuck in there that, that Nick Cannon was like a big get for this movie. I don't yeah. I don't know why. Every every big name in this movie is a big get for this well, movie. Every, yeah, every voice does it. feel like a celebrity voice, like in a way that, that modern animated films, or I guess not, the animated films did for that stretch of time, like with Shark Tale and, and um, yeah. Shrek, Shrek. And, and, you know, Kung Fu Panda, all those. Uh, very big and, and personality driven. DreamWorks. Yeah, DreamWorks. Films DreamWorks. Films. With the raised eyebrow on the poster and all that stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I did find an um, interview with Bill Murray that um, you guys talked about last time how he maybe thought that this was written by the Coen brothers. There is a GQ oh, yeah. interview that confirms that theory. You oh, told really? GQ, yeah. Uh, I can send it to you guys. Um, he thought that it was he like sort of thought that it was by the Coen brothers and didn't really look into it and then as he was reading the script he was like are you sure that this is a Coen brothers script and they were like oh no it's not and um and he got paid less than fifty thousand dollars to record um but he did it in his apartment and on the set of um the life aquatic Aquatic. yeah yeah (laughs) so he like didn't come into the studio he like did it at home he phoned it in literally yeah i was gonna say i like watching the movie, like all of his lines sound like they're on the phone. Like they, they, <laughs> they didn't sound like they were recording at booth. Like they always sound mm-hmm. distant. Do you guys yeah. see that? Like I, I um, never noticed that, but I mean, I just noticed it uh, very much so. Like with our intro, when we changed it to like the Pookie cover me, I'm going in. That definitely sounds like him talking through the phone, saying that line. Um, and it reminded me a lot. I don't know if uh, I, well, Matt, we watched this movie together. Chris, I'm sure you saw it. But I don't know if Emily, if you've seen it, uh, a talking cat. With Eric Roberts, yeah. no. Oh, it's um, no. it's a gloriously terrible movie. We saw this together, right, Matt? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about it until now, though. But like that movie, he Eric or Eric Roberts plays a cat that like talks to everybody like once or something. What's the plot of that movie, Chris? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. Oh, you uh, said Chris. Sorry. Um, yeah. I, uh, but, oh, I get sorry, that yeah. movie mixed up with that darn cat. Oh no. Wait, if, if you haven't seen a talking cat, Chris, no, I've seen it. I've just I've got my wires crossed okay. between those movies in my head. But anyway, yeah, like I, I was listening to the movie or I was watching the movie, and I, uh, like when hearing the lines like said like that, like clearly it sounded through a phone. I was thinking of Eric Roberts, who did actually also, literally phone in his lines for that <laughs> movie as another talking cat. Um, in any case, uh, while we're talking about Bill Murray, I also <laughs> wanted to point out something that kind of grated me this time. So you have a movie with Bill Murray in it mm-hmm. about a dog and a cat learning to live together. And you don't even take the opportunity to have him recreate his famous Ghostbusters that, line. We addressed that last month, didn't we? Did we? He was going to – he wanted to do that. or he, he said in an interview that he – after it went, right when it was too late to like add that line in, he remembered it and was like, oh, we should reference that. And they were like, oh, we can't at this point or something like that. Anyway, the line is uh, cats and dogs living together in mass hysteria. But – uh yeah I, I i don't remember talking about that last month uh, maybe i read it after yeah no that's that's bill murray has actually addressed that incidentally uh, okay wow they oh, could have saved the whole movie and they just yeah <laughs> that would that, that one line would have completely turned it around really yeah. would have i think it would have saved the movie scored that oscar nomination that it was snubbed and you know we would have been much better off uh and my last note is um so when they're in the pound and there's that other cat that used to be um persnickety I think, yeah persnickety yeah um the cat mentions, what was that or sir roland no exactly yeah so his name is sir roland which implies that the cat was knighted 
Because you're not, when you're British, you're not automatically a sir or a, like a dame. Like, you have to be knighted to earn that I mean, title. Maybe his original <laughs> owner named him that. I don't know. Well, I like to think that he was actually knighted was at knighted some point. And somehow because ended up in America. if you think about it, you know, like uh, with the Garfield Tale of Two Kitties, that's all about British royalty. And sure. that was a film in which a cat gets to be in charge of uh, a, like a British monastery or something. So I would like to think that he was actually officially knighted and that this is just his tragic fate. So those are all my notes <laughs> for, this for now. Oh, man. Uh, does anyone else have anything else, Dad? Do you guys mind if I rapid fire through my rest of my yeah, notes? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't realize you had some more. Oh, you're okay. You're okay. Um, why does John have an inflated beach ball? Well, the, why not? I, I, fair enough, I guess. I just thought it was <laughs> odd. What if that was like Brecken Meyer's um, comfort beach ball and he takes it with him onto the set to you know ease his just performance anxiety? <laughs> um, I don't hate the musical score of this movie. I Isn't it, it just, works. like, two songs? Like, the Baja Men and the Black Eyed Peas? No, no, not the soundtrack. Oh, you mean the, the score. Soundtrack the score. That, yeah, oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Matt. Do yeah, you, uh, I, you just, you, you hate that scene, but do you hate the song as well or just that scene? I, I'm not a fan of either. Okay. Because I was going to say, like, they, they use that song, like, two or three times in this movie. <clears> I know. Yeah, and every, it's, it's like, think, everything is awesome of this universe. Yeah, I think yeah. it's, associ- like, it's, the, I associate that song with that scene. So anytime it plays, I'm a little bit uncomfortable. Okay. Um, but in any case, uh, I'm a big fan of John and Liz's apparently silent car ride to the dog show. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever. There's the scene where Garfield is climbing up onto the back of the truck, and they're just sitting in the front seat, completely silent, <laughs> just smiling, not looking at and each other. Don't... And they don't even hear Garfield yeah, no, it's the glass. Yeah. They're probably nervous. First, first dates are hard. I, that's, that's fair, true, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they they basically have, like, the, like, mindset of, like, middle schoolers, right? Like, yeah. They, they, like you said, they hold hands. Yeah. Like they, <laughs> they kiss. Like, that's, like, their big, like, reveal. So, it's like, I, that makes sense to me. I, I allow it. It's Calvin and Susie playing house. Um, right. But uh, I'm a big, or sorry. All of these trained dogs are losing their minds over Garfield, which they're, they're trained dogs. You'd think they'd be more in control, though. I guess I would do the same if I saw a CGI cat with no butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Isn't it a little weird? Like, all these dogs at a dog show, they're supposed to be... And they I just, thought about that, too. They immediately start losing their minds. And their owners um, are apparently, like, not holding onto their leashes at all. Yeah, the, 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 the judge is like, owners, c- control your dogs. But everyone's just like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's like everyone forgot. <laughs> yeah. Um... Is John's furniture held together with Elmer's glue? Uh, that's, I guess, about the scene where they do the whole Buster Keaton thing when the whole shelf falls apart. Like, so makes me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he hits a ball and everything entirely falls apart. It's. The structural... I kind of love that he has like a random bowling ball. That way, I don't think we see it any other point in the film. In <laughs> that's that such house. a cartoon thing. It yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> um, John's house is way too cool for like the character john That's it's true, like yeah. a really cool like there's a staircase in the center and his furniture yeah. is all like hip it, it's modern, way too cool yeah. for john yeah I, I, they, they messed up john really badly in this movie i think he's i said this last month that he's not as much of a schmuck as he should be um yeah and liz is way too sweet and nice like in the comics she's like a goth gf like she's bae yeah. and in the movie she's yeah. jennifer love hewitt i think she's playing yeah. herself <laughs> a lot more sarcastic in the comics like she yes. is a lot more yeah. like self-independent and stuff and mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't like 
how like they underrid her so much in this film. Yeah, they got yeah. John and Liz wrong. Um, so wrong. Who? Why is this old woman up in the middle of the night and bringing in a stray dog and assuming it's a lost <laughs> dog and not a stray? She wanted to well, dogs. I mean, she, she was <laughs> staying up late for the hot dog man. And... Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> it's nine o'clock. He must be here. Anyway, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, I also, I have a note that just says, it's weird that the mom at the pound doesn't even have one line. <laughs> like, the when the little girl, like, it's not like, okay, honey, which one do you want? Like, the mom just stands there and makes faces. <laughs> but I, I'm assuming that's like a, a Screen Actors Guild thing. Probably had to pay her less. Um, I didn't get to say this last month, but Todd from The Last Man on Earth is the security guard at the building whenever John and Liz are inside. Oh, He's really? Like, yeah, it's it's Todd from Last Man on Earth. He's like, and you oh, guys need to leave. He doesn't have a mustache and he has a full head of hair. Oh, wow. But yeah, um, and then I have two more notes. The first one is I relate to the way Garfield glumly waves at the camera, and it's it's during the um, whenever it shows Arlene and Normal in the same house together watching the news, uh, <laughs> and Garfield is on screen. They're like, this cat saved the day, and Garfield like. It's, like, from across the street, the news is filming, and Garfield, like, sees the camera and, like, starts waving enthusiastically, and then quickly just, like, almost looks annoyed to be waving, and I don't know, I thought that was just kind of a funny sight Interesting. Gag. I'll, I'll look out for Yeah. That. Um, and then my last line is, <laughs> I know we can't say swear words on this podcast, but I have, holy crap the goldfish sponsorship oh yeah for sure. <laughs> like just namely during that last scene where john and liz are like curled up on the couch together just eating goldfish <laughs> <laughs> it's flavor absurd. blasted no less yeah flavor blasted <laughs> goldfish yeah that's, the worst uh, kind. <laughs> yeah. oh I, I like the flavor blasted but i do uh it's not good date food though no definitely not <laughs> it, good yeah. date food. i think it just kind of gives more credence to the fact that they're just their their relationship and personalities are on a middle school level <laughs> oh totally yeah. totally i mean it, it is basically like that scene at the end of eighth grade right i mean i don't want to spoil oh it yeah i guess family, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh yeah uh so anyone have anything else or is that i do have a couple more up? notes oh. um that oh, i can yeah, just cool. run through real quick um I love the Moo Moo scene. Moo Moo's are such a cartoon thing. Uh, oh, I think are. about like Homer Simpson and his Moo Moo. And I just, mm -hmm. I love that whole, like, the, I love that there's a Moo Moo in this movie. Um, why is the vent guy's computer covered in bubble wrap? It's, it looks like he just like uh, unpacked the computer. There's still like bubble wrap all around. I it. did not notice that. Um, I'll have to look it's really weird. Here, yeah. I had to go back because yeah. I was like, what is that? Um, the vent scene is a Half-Life reference. Changed my mind. It's, it's canon. It's a Half-Life reference. It's got to be. All right. Uh, and I love when he like smashes into the vent and he looks like Han Solo in Carbonite. I'm not sure yeah. if that was intentional, but it's it's good. I think it is. I think that is intentional, yeah. Um, John is worse at parallel parking than Meadow Soprano. He like pulls up to the train station and he doesn't even try. He just like gets out of his car. <laughs> um, I have a dog to catch. Yeah, <laughs> And uh, my final note is Garfield probably shouldn't sing Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It's pretty cringy. Oh, wow. I, and yeah. it, I don't think that that movie would have gotten away with that today. 
No, probably no, not. No. There's a lot I think that it wouldn't have gotten away with. What else yeah. do you think it would not have gotten away with, Matt? Oh, I, Everything that Lewis says and does, probably. Yeah. Oh, I have one last point to make. I did look it up. Uh, so you know how it's front page news for um, OD to be dancing at the dog fair show? Yes. I looked at I, I paused it to see the paper, see what else is there. And, like, it's, like, all devoted to dog stuff. So it says, like, new leash on life and pause for concern <laughs> oh my God. and stuff like that. So I don't know if this is, like, a dog-themed newspaper or if, like, they just, like, like this week is dog week. Let's or, just go with it. paper have or a title or was it? Dog-themed society. Yeah, like, it's, like, this is 2004. I guess nothing else is going on. Let's just talk about this dog <laughs> life thing. Oh man, so I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, that's all I got, and we're all good. Everybody have everything they want to say. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, cool. I think that all was right. everything. All right, let's wrap it up then for this month. Emily, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. This was great. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that will do it for this month's episode of Any Ogre to Its Ogre. Uh, and with that, yeah, I'm Will. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. I'm Emily. And remember, kids, it ain't ogre. Till it's ogre. See ya. Alright, see everybody. So much to do, so much to see, 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 so much to do, so much to see. Ah, and that's a sign that the tank is full.